This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, this is a year of change. How many people are changing this year? Praise the Lord. Amen. And I, I, wanna, I want to change. I don't want to be the same. And, um, you know, uh, we are talking about keys to moving forward in God. And, um, you know, God wants us, you know, I'm going to say this. God wants us stretching in our faith. Amen. He doesn't want us, you know, docile. He doesn't want us just being so laid back that we're not pressing into the things of God. You know, we, we need to, you know, continue to move forward in, in the things of God. Amen. Amen. It's called growth. Amen. Amen. And we don't want to stagnate and stay the same. You know, we want to keep moving. We want to be river Christians. Amen flowing like a river. Amen. Like rivers of living water. We don't want to be like a pond just standing still. Amen. And uh, so God is so awesome. If you have your Bibles, uh, open your Bibles to Philippians 3, uh, 12 through 14. We're going to look at this as a foundational scripture um, for my series. Of course, I found this foundational scripture just yesterday. So Amen. So if I preach a series again, I'm going to have to put this in a foundational scripture. Amen. They say that um, a, uh, a message is not really preached until it's preached 50 times. In other words, it's not really taught until it's ministered at least 50 times. So what is the key to learning? Repetition. So that's the key to learning. And uh, so Philippians uh, 3, 12 and 14. This is Paul. And this should be our attitude and growth. And moving forward, it says, not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended it, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward, reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. So I'm going to say this. I'm going to get out of my seat a little early. Is that all right? I'm going to say, I'm going to say this, that, um, that it's easy just to sit back and do nothing. You know, that's, you know, it doesn't take anything to sit back and do nothing. But it does take some effort to, to press against... You know, because we're dealing, you know, you deal with a few things in, in this world that, that, that can hinder you from moving forward. You, you deal with the world system, yeah. right? Yeah. The world, you deal with the, the way the world thinks, the philosophies of the world that we have to always overcome with the Word of God. We, 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 we deal with these things. We deal with the flesh. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. In other words, you, you, your body doesn't want to get up in the morning. You deal with your flesh, and so and and so we deal with uh, the world, the flesh, and then we deal with that other guy, not Jesus, the other guy. Who's that other guy? The devil. You don't even want to talk about his name, amen. So we don't glorify the devil, but you know what? He is trying to keep us from moving forward, amen. right? He's going to try to keep you from moving forward, and uh, and he's. I call him the excuse devil. What I mean by that, well, he will always try to give you an excuse why you can't move forward. Amen. 
Somebody say no excuses. No excuses. Amen. So we don't want, you know, we don't want to use an excuse why we can't move forward. You know, we, 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 we have ministry and we have money in the bank. And we're a debt-free ministry. And um, God has blessed us. But we, you know, um, we just can't sit on the money and just, and just say, yeah, we have a nice bank account. We got to use that money. And we're going to use it to buy a building, glory to God. Amen. Not for a security blanket. Amen. Pastors like security blankets. Linus likes a security blanket. You know what I'm talking about? Sometimes having a little bit of finance in the bank makes me feel good. Like, well, if they don't show up, I got money in the bank. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. I just, I just preach, you know. Can I see? I can't even see the whites of your eyes. But anyway. <laughs> But, you know, it, there, there can be a little bit of security when you have finances in the bank and you're not, you don't owe anybody anything and you're paying all your bills, um, you know. But we have to launch out. You know, Jesus said, launch out into the deep. Amen. And some of us, we just got our toe in it right now. <laughs> it's cold, Pastor. It's cold. Anybody ever take that polar plunge? Anybody know what I'm talking about? At the beginning of the year, you know, you jump into the ocean. In your speedos or ladies, men in your well, we won't go there. But I don't want you to get any kind of vision here. Amen. So, <laughs> amen. So say we're moving forward. Amen. So I'm going to go back over these keys, and the reason why I asked my brother, did he know the keys? And he did know them partially. So I had to, I'm going to have to go over him again. And my brother's pretty good. He has a memory like an elephant. So if, if we, he was still kind of, well, yeah, this key, this key. Do you guys remember the first key to moving forward? Know where you are. Very good. Know where you are at. Amen. Where you are at. Amen. I almost forgot myself. <laughs> <laughs> but this is cool because I do go over my, when I go over it, I don't go over it and I don't give you the same scriptures every week. I give you a different scripture and a different point of view. So it's not like I'm going to preach the same message last week. All right. So I got, I got a new scripture for you guys and knowing where you're at. Okay. A new scripture, a fresh scripture, Proverbs 27, 23. If you have your Bibles, look at that or you can listen up. And this says there, it says, be careful, pay, I'm sorry, pay careful attention to the condition of your flocks. Give careful attention to your herds. So, of course, you know, back then they took care of animals. They were like farmers. So, you know, they were saying that you need to pay attention to your flocks. And really, um, we must be aware of the current conditions uh, in our life to move forward. In other words, we, we have to continue to, to look at where we're at so we can move forward and where we want to go. And so uh, I see this also as, you know, finances. Some of you want to move forward in finances this year. Is that right? Amen. Well, at least I got three amens over here. So, so we want to move forward in finances. And do that, you have to be a good steward. You must know where you're at in your finances. Isn't that right? So, uh, so you have to, you know, uh, you know, 
sometimes I preach on finances, but this is just a little short tidbit here. Get a budget. In other words, know what's coming in and what's going out. Amen. And get a budget and, and look at what you're doing. Then you can evaluate if you're spending too much money in an area. And we do that as a church. We have a budget that we set up every year. And this is how much we budget out for different areas of the ministry. And we try to stay within that budget. Amen. Amen. And so we do that and we have a board meeting and we have budgets that we try to set up. And so same thing, your household is in a sense, it's like a church, you know, and you have to set it up so so you guys can keep moving forward in Christ. Amen. And so I want to encourage you in your budget, put tithing and giving offerings at the top of your budget. Why? Because you want to partner with God in your finances. And when you partner with God in your finances, I'm telling you, God can give you uh, resources you never know that you had. God can open doors and give you grace and move on people's hearts, even to give you money. Amen. Amen. And so you need need to partner with God. I, I believe as a minister, because we believe in tithing and we give out at least 10% of our income that comes into the treasury of the church, we give it back out to other ministries and uh, we're a tithing church. Amen. Amen. And we may not have the numbers in the, in, uh, as people, but we do have finances that come in and I'm amazed. But God is faithful. And he's faithful to his word. And he says, if you give, it will be given back to you, pressed down, shaken together and running over. So I want to encourage you to to put God on the top of your list in your budget. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, when I made that decision back, I think it was back in 92 to tithe and give offerings. I never turned back from that decision. And I and I do it consistently. And, And I want to encourage you be consistent in your giving. Amen. amen. You, you got to keep it going. Glory to God. Thank you for those amens. Those are the tithers out there that it's amen in me. Glory to God. The ones that aren't amen and aren't. Okay, we won't go there. Um, <laughs> Pastor, get to the next point, please. <laughs> First Corinthians 13, 5. Here's another scripture I did not use in my in, in my series. Examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. This this Second Corinthians thirteen five. Examine yourself as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourself. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? Glory to God. And I stopped right there, but the rest of the verse says, unless you have a reprobate mind. I didn't want to put that in, it sounded a little negative. <laughs> In other words, we can, in other words, if you don't listen to God and you start doing your own thing, you start walking in the world, your mind can become reprobate. Amen. In other words, you get, your mind becomes void of God. And I don't want my mind to be void of God. I want to be thinking about God all the time. How do you know that you're saved? Hopefully you're thinking about God all the time. Amen. Here's an asset test. You want the asset test to see if somebody's saved? Ask them how many times they thought about Jesus last year. Oh, and if they tell you only when they curse, they, there's an acid test. They may not be saved. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Have you gone home yet? My Lord Jesus. 
I think I'm, that's almost, that's kind of blasphemy. No, blasphemy. We don't want to go there. Amen. In other words, to move forward in every decision we make, we must be motivated by faith and love, not from doubt or unbelief or fear. Amen. So Romans 14, 23 says it this way. What is not motivated? I, I kind of paraphrase this myself. What is not motivated by faith is sin. It actually is what is not of faith is sin. It was talking about eating. And, um, and so, but mainly what we do, we must walk in faith. Everything that we do should be motivated by faith, not fear. Amen. Fear will keep you from moving forward. Amen. Faith will get you moving forward in God. Now, number two key, know who you are in Christ. This is a different scripture that I'm using today. Uh, Galatians 3, 26 and 29 says it this way. For you are all sons of God. Somebody say amen on that. Amen. Through faith in Christ Jesus. For as, many, for as many of you as were baptized in Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are in Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So, so here it's, it's actually saying who we are in Christ. And I talked about last week, you're not, you're not you, know, you know, your ethnicity or even, even your... Um, uh, if you're male or female, yes, you can identify with that, but you are in Christ. You don't need to identify with your old, your, your old nature. You, you have a new bloodline. You have a bloodline of a champion in you. When you receive Jesus, I'm telling you, you receive a new bloodline. Your father is your heavenly father. You have a wealthy dad. Amen. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? Amen. You have a powerful brother. His name is Jesus. Yes. Amen. Amen. You, 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 listen, you don't have to say, I wish I knew some people. You know somebody, God. Amen. You know Jesus. And God and Jesus can get you into that place that you need to be. And do you believe that today? Amen. He can give you favor and open doors of grace. Amen. And so to move forward uh, uh, in God, we also need to make sure that, especially this year, we need to be very careful with our associations. Uh, and this is, and, and also we need to know who we are in Christ. And this talks about who we are in Christ. And look at 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 16. It says, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what accord has Christ with Belial? And what part has a believer with an unbeliever? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them, and I will walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. So as we can see, this is a list here. Uh, that's separating the unbeliever from the believer. Amen? We're, believers are light. Unbelievers are dark. Darkness, as it says here. Uh, uh, we are temples of, the, of God. Un, unbelievers, they, they have idols in their lives. So we have to look at this, and it's, uh, it's contrasting between believers and unbelievers. And if you're going to move forward... 
this year, there might be some associations that you might need to cut out in your life. Especially if these associations are unbelievers that are getting you to go the wrong way. And the Bible says this, the, uh, you know, if you, you know, good, uh, bad company corrupts good morals. And so you got to make sure that you're, I mean, you want to be hanging out with people that where you want to go. Amen. Amen. And, and hopefully you want to go up and not down Amen. this year. Somebody say, I'm growing. I'm growing. So we are new creations in Christ. Old, uh, let me, I paraphrase this one. This is 2 Corinthians 5, 17. In other words, we are new creations in Christ. Old identities are passed away. New identities has come. A new identity has come. So, so your old identity, what you used to do, you don't do anymore. Amen. That, that, that's against the word of God. Amen. That's your old identity. That's not who you are anymore. You are a new creation in Christ. Old things are passed away. All things have become new. And the only way you're going to start moving forward is that you, you, may have to, you may have to shun some associations with those people that aren't serving God or running hard for God. Now, if, that, if that's your spouse, you, you just pray for them. Amen? You sanctify your spouse by walking in love. Oh, pastor, my spouse ain't walking with God like he should be. He's, he's, a, he's kind of backslidden half the week. And I'm ready to leave. No, no, I, I'm taking your message for... Listen, you, you help these people. Now, I'm not saying you don't help these people that are going the wrong way or may not be saved, but you can't be fellowshipping with them. Amen. As in, you know, fellowshipping with them around, you know, the negative. Yes. Amen? In other words, what you compromise to keep, you will end up losing eventually. Amen. And we don't want to compromise our stance with... God. Amen. 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 Now, uh, now the third key is know what you have in Christ. Ephesians 1, 3 is a great scripture. It says, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. I'm talking about if you're going to move forward, know what you have in Christ. You have every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies. Now, you're not bankrupt this morning. You may be bankrupt naturally, but you're not bankrupt spiritually. And you have all of heaven access to you. You have angels access to you. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? You got the power of God working on the inside of you, moving you forward. Amen. Amen. And so so it's, it's God's uh, know what you have in Christ. You know, the Word of God, we have the Word of God. The Word of God enables us to move forward. So the Word of God will help us to move forward in God. And that's probably the paramount thing. We should be meditating on the Word of God every day. Meditate on the Word of God. Put the Word of God first place. Read your Bible every day. Pastor, this sounds like an elementary teaching. Well, I don't know if all you read in your Bible every day. Oh, I got one amen, one week amen out there. I know. Pastor, we're busy people. We're not like you. You get paid to read your Bible. You get paid to read. You, you don't understand. We don't have the time. We're moving too fast. We got to work a job. 
Your job is to read the Bible. That's why we're here. This is the Bible we get every, this is the Bible we get every Sunday. No, listen, you need to read your Bible. You need to develop your own faith. You need to start walking with God. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Walk with God. And, and listen, we have that new Bible app on our, on our website. You can read a commentary, and, uh, and, and it ha- it's awesome. And you can read the Bible all the way through this year. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. So read your Bible. It's going to renew your mind. It's going to set you in a new place with God. And then you'll be able to use the Word of God as a powerful tool to move you forward this year. 2 Corinthians one twenty says it this way, For all the promises of God, I love this scripture, For all the promises of God in Him are yes, and in Him amen, to the glory of God through us. And you know, if you, if you read this, you take it in context, it actually says that, you know, God doesn't say no or maybe, He says yes to His promises. Some religious people, you may hear a sermon, well, God says yes sometimes, God says no sometimes, God says maybe sometimes, and God says get out of my face sometimes. No, no, He doesn't do that. No, all the promises, somebody say all the promises, promises. are yes yes and amen amen to the glory of God. So you're going to have to get a hold of some promises of the Word of God. And you're going to have to start standing on those promises of the Word of God to be able able to move forward in your walk with God. Amen. Can I get an amen? Amen. Another way you can move forward in in God is by the the blood of Jesus. And the blood of Jesus, in Revelation 12, 11, it says, They overcame Him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. Amen. And so the blood of Jesus can keep us protected in times of turmoil in our lives. So you, 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 you speak the blood of Jesus. You, you say, thank you, Father God, for the blood of Jesus. I cover my family with the blood of Jesus. Amen. The Israelites, a good example of this is when God was bringing the Israelites out of Egypt. And when he was bringing them out of Egypt, it was the 10th plague. And that 10th plague, it was a miracle because Pharaoh wouldn't let the people go. So God had to go to the nth degree for Pharaoh to let you know, the Israelites to go. And so God did all these little miracles. I, I say little or minor miracles because God stopped, you know, they were, you know, miracles to try to get Pharaoh to loosen up and let the, but Pharaoh kept lying every time. Anybody ever studied that out? Amen. And he just kept saying, oh yeah, I'll let the people go if you let the frogs leave, leave the, the place. I'll let the people go if the blood will leave the, the Nile River. I'll let the people, and then he would just recant. He would re, re, renege, renege on it, not recant, but renege on it. And then finally God said, listen, th- this is the final plague and it's going to kill the, pe- the firstborn animal and the firstborn person in every household. I'm glad I wasn't firstborn. Any of you, anybody a firstborn person in here? Don't you have all the responsibility? You do all the work. It's all on your shoulders, right? I'm glad I wasn't firstborn. But anyway, those those people that weren't firstborn, I guess they didn't have to do anything, but. But there were some people 
that the Israelites, they had to do something. And what did they have to do? They had to put blood on the doorposts. You know, this way, this way, this way, this way. And they would brush it on the doorposts. And they all had to do this over their house. Unless somebody that was living there was second born and had no kids. No, I'm kidding. But but they had to put the the blood on it. And then the death angel would pass over. The house. Listen, you have the blood of Jesus covering you today. I'm telling you, no death can come near you in Jesus' name. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm telling you, the enemy wants to kill some things in your lives. He wants to destroy your finances. He wants to destroy your relationships. He he doesn't want you moving forward. But you, you can plead the blood of Jesus. You overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. Another thing that we possess, we, we have is the Holy Spirit. He's our standby. He's our very present help in time of need. He, he's, uh, he's, he sticks closer than a friend. Amen. And John 16, 13, the Holy Spirit will help you through your trials that you may be going through. I love the Holy Spirit. Somebody say, I love the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit Spirit can teach you things that you don't even know yet. He can reveal truth to you. And the Holy Spirit, this is really good because sometimes you need a word before you, you know, before you receive a promise. Sometimes you need a word. And uh, here it says, however, this is John 16, 13 through 15, the gospel of John. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you in all truth. For he will not speak as, uh, on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, this is Jesus speaking, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take a mine And declare it to you. So the Holy Spirit, what is he here for? He's going to reveal to you things to come. He's going to prepare you for some things. He's going to show you some things. Why? So you can be ready and so you can move forward in God. So we have to, to, for, for him to prepare us, we have to be willing to listen. We have to learn to listen to God. In other words, sometimes we just need to wait upon the Lord. Sometimes, you know, in other words, in your prayer time, there should be a place in your prayer time where you're just waiting on him. You're not doing all the talking. Yes. Amen. Amen. You're just not doing all the talking. OK, I'm done. I'm out of here. No, no. You want to wait upon him. You want to give him some time to speak. He may want to say something to you. He may want to reveal some truth to you. I'm telling you what, he kept me steady. The Holy Spirit kept me steady when I was under uh, the last pastors, uh, the last, the, the pastors that founded this church. And I was young, uh, you know, a young man. I was single um, and I was working for the pastors. And there was times that I got frustrated. There was times I got, you know, irritated. Anybody like that in here? And I got that with sometimes with the pastors. Now, I know you guys never get irritated with me, but. <laughs> and the Lord said, listen, I'm raising you up. And he revealed to me, the Holy Spirit revealed to me that he was calling me to be the next pastor. Well, that kept me steady because every time I get frustrated, I'll start praying in the Holy Spirit. And the Lord would say, you're the pastor. It would come out. I said, I'm not the pastor. He's the pastor. I'm not the pastor. I'm the gopher. <laughs> 
Anybody know what I'm talking about? I mean, I was like, go, go for, I mean, I did everything they needed me to do. I cleaned the toilets I, I, when they needed me to do that. I remember one time that, that I didn't check the bathroom when I left. And I was the assistant, but I was the one doing all the ugly stuff, you know. And um, that, that's why I'm looking for an assistant. But anyway. <laughs> Any volunteers? I got, some, I got some sludge for you to get out of my toilet this, morning, this afternoon. No. But uh, are you hear what I'm saying to you today? I, I, said, I, said, I said to the Lord one time, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> Anybody know what I'm talking about? I didn't sign up for this, Lord. I didn't sign up to clean the bathroom, so I'm cleaning the bathroom. I'm called to be a great pastor. The Holy Spirit's like, get that back down there and clean that stuff off that bathroom. I'm called. This is not my calling. I have a gift. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Some of you might be in a position right now. I have a gift. And he's not recognizing my gift. Well, if the toilets aren't shiny, then you have a bad gift, you know. And I went home one day. And after the church service, I was all the way home. And I was laying down. And the pastor called and said, that bathroom, the, the toilet overflowed. You need to come back and get it fixed. Oh, Lord. God. You didn't, I didn't sign up for this. So I got up, got in my car, drive 20 minutes back, and go and swab in the decks. <laughs> oh, man. Do you know how many times I wanted to quit? <laughs> you don't know how many times I wanted to quit. Some of you are like, you don't know how many times I want to quit too, Pastor. <laughs> I almost quit this morning. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit kept saying, you're the pastor. You're the, I said, I'm not God. If you, this is really you, then, then, then why do you keep saying that? I'm not the pastor. And then, the, then the, you guys heard this before the Lord gave, I said, why do you keep saying I'm the pastor? And then the Holy Spirit, I was seeking them. And the Lord said, I call those things that be not as though they were. I call that into existence. I'm calling you into this position. I call those things. It's called Faith 101, son. Go look at your notes from Bible school. I said, oh, I forgot. Faith 101. Yeah, that's right. You're supposed to call those things. That's why we're going to have a building. Amen. That's why. Thank you, Lord. I'm calling it in. Amen. God is so awesome. Why? Because you guys deserve it. You guys deserve a nice building to meet in. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Say, I deserve it. Amen. You deserve it. You guys are hardworking. God wants to bless you. Amen. Amen. He wants to bless this church. He sees our faithfulness. Amen. And so we're talking about the Holy Spirit. And and the the last thing that you have that you possess, I didn't hit any of these points last week, so this is fresh. Uh, You have the name of Jesus. And that name of Jesus, you can, man, you you can command devils to get out of your life. Amen. Are you here? I'm not talking about your spouse again. I'm telling. I'm t- uh, are you here? What I, uh, you can, <laughs> Pastor. You don't know. I'm sleeping with the devil. You know. Listen. 
listen, just command that spirit that's trying to control your spouse to get out of your house. You, you bind those spirits. I remember Jesse DePlantis was, uh, got mad at his wife, was angry. And, uh, and he, got, he was mowing the grass and he was talking to himself. How come when we talk to ourselves, a lot of times it's negative? But anyway, and he was just talking and I should tell that woman, give her a piece of my mind. You know, he was so upset. And he, he went in there. That's it. He cut off the, the lawnmower. He thought about it. You, know, you ever just think about something, get madder and madder the more you think about it? What they did or what they said. You just think about it. Have you, anybody ever said something to you and it just caught you so off you didn't know what to say? But about an hour later, you had a whole discourse of what you could have said to him. I should have said this. And you think about all the things you should have said and put them in their place. You don't think of it right then because you're just like, I can't believe they said that to me. You're shocked. But an hour later, you think of all kinds of things you can say. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? And so Jesse was thinking of all kinds of things he could say to his wife. And as soon as he walked in, she saw the devil in his eyes. He's a preacher. I mean, Peter was with Jesus, right? And Jesus said, who do you say I am? And Jesus said, you are the son of God. And Peter said, blessed are you. You are a blessed man, Peter. And then just right at that, Jesus said, I'm going to be going across. And Peter, and Peter said, no, you're not. And Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. You see, even Peter yielded to the wrong spirit. Don't think you can't yield to the wrong spirit. Peter, yeah, upon, this, upon this revelation, upon this rock, I'll build my church. And then people made a doctrine out of it that, that Peter's the rock. No, it's a revealed revelation that Jesus is Lord. I hope I'm not kicking over some sacred cows this morning, but if I am... It's Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Amen. And Jesus' name is above every name. Can you you believe that today? It's above every name. And he's given you the power to use that name. If you can use you can the blood of Jesus, the word of God, the, the blood of Jesus. Amen. The Holy Spirit and the name of Jesus. You got more going for you than you think you do. Call upon the name of Jesus and you shall be saved, the Bible says. Number four, no, and this, now, now I can get to my message. <laughs> okay, you ready for the fourth key here? Know what you can do in Christ. The fourth key is, you know, so we got the three keys out of the way. Should I go back over the three keys? Know where you are at in Christ. Know who you are in Christ. Know what you have in Christ. And know what you can do in Christ. And this is one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible, and I want this to be your favorite scripture too. Philippians 4.13. Philippians 4.13. Get that memorized. And it says this way, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You can do all things through Christ who who strengthens you. You start saying that when you feel overwhelmed. You start saying that when you got a job that you don't want to do, like clean the toilets for the pastor or whatever. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Whatever. Maybe there's a project that seems too hard. You can do all things. Start confessing the word of God. Start speaking the word of God. And you will see the fruition of the word of God in your life. You believe that today? So we, we need to know what we can do. You can do all things. Number, number one, we can overcome any weakness or trials through Christ who strengthens us. Now, you know, I'm going to say this. Some of us are going through some trials. Some of us are going through some temptations. Some of us are going through some things. And I'm telling you, you can make it through by the strength of the Lord. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says this way. No temptation. Test. I added this, but because temptation can be test, trial, or challenge has overtaken you, except such as is common to man, but God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation, with the test, with the trial, with the challenge, you will also ma- he will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear up under it. So I'm going to say this, that the the devil can't use anything supernatural to take you out. Can I say that again? The, The devil is a supernatural being. You know, it doesn't matter if somebody's trying to throw a curse at you. The, the, you know, and trying to curse you. The, the, the blessing of God on your life is bigger than the curse that they're trying to place on you. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? It doesn't matter if they're trying. You smile. I remember my, my pastors. I think there was one time uh, there was this witch that was trying to throw a hex on them one time. I think, I think they came into the church and trying to throw a hex. And, 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 uh, and my pastor just smiled. Like the Holy Spirit said, smile. And he smiled. And was trying to get him to have a heart attack, you know, a hex. Just smile. And it wouldn't do anything. You know what I'm saying? Because you got the blessing of God on your life. It doesn't matter what people are saying about you. And what matters is what is God saying about you. And God calls you blessed. You must believe that. Don't believe the lies of the devil. Oh, yes, the devil does have a little bit of power, but God has dunamis power. And the devil, there's a leash on the devil. He can only go so far. God won't allow him to go that far in your life. Amen? There's a leash on him. He's like a dog that has a chain around his neck. And his teeth have been pulled. Amen? All he can do is try to con you out of your blessings. I'm not going to let the devil con me out of my blessings. Amen? So we overcome every weakness. God's grace is big enough to see us through and get us to the other side. Listen, never fight from a position of defeat. Always fight from a position of victory. Amen. You don't ever come into it. Oh, man, I'm in a bad situation. This is how you know you're coming from a place of defeat. You're begging God to help you. Oh, God, please help me. Please. I sound like a sheep, right? Please help me. Right? You're begging God. God, oh, listen, he's already given you power. You command those things to get out of your life. Yeah. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Now, I'm not, it's not wrong to say, please help me, Lord. Get, let me get it right. But you don't need to be bawling and squalling and begging for God to do something. He has already done something. All the promises are yes and amen. You just need to hook up with his promises. Speak his word. Believe his word. And see it come to pass. Yes. 
Don't get in a place where you're just begging God all the time in your prayer life. Please, God, please let it happen. Let it happen. Oh, you hear what I'm saying, Jay? No, start thanking God. It is happening. Instead of begging God, please let it happen. God, I just need a crumb off the table. Just give me a little crumb. No, listen, he's already given you the banquet table. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? Start believing that he, the blessings and the promises are yes and amen. 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 So we never fight from a position of defeat. Always fight from a position of victory. King David uh, battled Goliath. And, um, and so Goliath is like the devil in our life at times. And l- listen, Saul saw David. Saul was the king. And he was trying to talk David out of fighting Goliath. You know that, right? Saul finally said, okay, go ahead and fight the, the dude. Fight the big guy. But, you know, Saul, I don't think, was convinced that David was going to make it out. I believe Saul looked at David as, as being a victim and a martyr. Because he didn't believe, because he talked about how big Goliath was, that he was trained from his youth. Are you hear what, do you, if you study the story, it seemed like Saul had more belief in Goliath to take David out than David. I mean, maybe Saul finally turned when he said, okay, maybe he took care of the bear and the lion and that uncircumcised Philistine would be. Not, maybe he did finally believe. This is my interpretation. Can I have my interpretation? Thank you very much. But anyway. And so, you know, I, I think somehow he was thinking, well, you can get out there. You shouldn't have my armor. And David said, I can't even use your armor. It's not been tested. But you know what? David didn't see himself as a victim. He didn't see himself as a martyr. He saw himself as a warrior and a conqueror and a mighty conqueror. And God sees you that way. He doesn't see you as a martyr or a victim. He sees you as a mighty conqueror in him. And you need to get a revelation that you are a mighty conqueror. David knew who he was when he was going after Goliath. He knew what he had his abilities. He knew that God was, if God be for before you, it doesn't matter who's against you. And so, so, so Goliath went, you know, went down that day, lost the battle. It, it was a major upset. The devil thought that he had the children of Israel, uh, thought that he had, he had them, you know, you know, they had the, they had the biggest guy. Right? But David doesn't take... Listen, size doesn't matter. Your height or how much muscle you have doesn't matter. It's, it's the size of your heart that matters. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Have you, have you went home? <laughs> Amen. We can overcome the circumstances and beat the odds by faith and grace in the power of God. God can make the walls of resistance fall down in our lives. He did that for Joshua when the walls of Jericho fell. See, the, the walls of Jericho. See, see, there might be there might be walls of resistance in your life today. Maybe walls of resistance from you getting out of debt. Maybe walls of resistance of, of getting healed. Maybe walls of resistance with, with some issue that you're dealing with. There's walls, but God can make those walls drop. Yes. He can dismantle the walls in your life. 
the power of God is able to do that. If he can do it for Joshua, an old covenant man, he can do it for you. He can do it for me. Hallelujah. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Noah, and Noah, uh, he raised up Noah, and then there was a storm coming, and he gave Noah the ability. I'm sure Noah, if he had that scripture, I can do all things through Christ. And he built the first boat. He was the first shipbuilder in the world. And when the storm came, but God made sure that they made it on, on dry ground at the end. Noah saved his family and the animals. Because God's power is able to keep you in the storm. Amen. Hallelujah. So whatever storm you're dealing with today, God's able to keep you. He can keep you in the storms of life. Abraham, you know, he, the, the promised sorrow was Isaac. It took 25 years. But, you know, Abraham had some problems. Abraham didn't do everything right. But he did trust God. Amen. He believed God. He had an Ishmael. And even with him having Ishmael, uh, it wasn't the promised seed. The promise still came. Even though you may, may have made some mistakes, even though you may have missed it in the past, maybe you didn't do everything right. God still can make the promise come to pass. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Abraham had some issues, but God overlooked those issues and said, walk straight before me. And then he had Isaac, which means laughter. You know, the Bible says this, that, 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 that weeping may endure in the night, but laughter will come in the morning. Joy will come in the morning. Joy. Some of you, you're about ready to walk in some joy in here. You're about ready to start laughing at, at the enemy and what he's trying to do to come. Uh, are you hearing what I'm saying today? We can, uh, number, number two, we can overcome and move forward through contentment. Philippians 4.12, I know what is... I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. That was the Apostle Paul. He was saying it really doesn't matter if he's hungry or well fed. It doesn't matter if he's in a warm house or he's sleeping outside in the cold. He, he, he learned to... to, to, uh, to be satisfied in God. And we need to learn to be satisfied in God. That's where you get that famous scripture, I can do all things. That's what he said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. No matter what circumstance you may find yourself in today, you can do all things. Amen. How do we do that? We do that by focusing on the eternal and not the external. Can I say that again? How do we... Manage when things aren't looking right and things just don't, they look bad. We, we focus on the e eternal, the eternal, not the external. Yes. Yes. Amen. We, we focus on heaven. We focus on God's goodness. We focus on, on the mercy of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Yes. God, can I say this? God can redeem anything that's ugly in our lives to something that's beautiful. Whatever is ugly that gets come into your life, God can redeem it into something beautiful. Thank you, Jesus. Can, I, can I back that up? The crucifixion of Jesus was ugly, 
but God turned it into something beautiful. The redemption of mankind and the exaltation of Jesus Christ was manifested at the cross and at his resurrection on the third day. So, so the, the, there, there's, there's ugliness that's attached to the cross. It was an ugly place. It was an ugly, you know, the, the, nobody wants to see the crucifixion. Nobody wants to look at the crucifixion. But in that ugliness, there was beauty. There was beauty. Why? Because our sins was placed on Jesus. It was ugly, but it was beautiful at the same time. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? The crucifixion was the ugliest thing that, that, that man could encounter, to even behold, to even look at. But you know what? It turned into something beautiful. That was our sins placed on Jesus. And whatever ugly that the enemy's trying to put in your life, God can make it beautiful. Hallelujah. Do you believe that today? Yes. Amen. Yes. And number three, through his victory. Our greatest victory, however, isn't really ours at all. We can face any situation and be content no matter what happens because of one important fact. Jesus died in our place, came back to life as a true conqueror, and he accomplished it. And he gets the credit to and he gives the credit to our account. We didn't earn a single bit of it, but we guaranteed so much. So what is he saying here? He's saying here is, what this is saying here is, is that, that Jesus won the battle for us. That's why the Bible calls us more than a conqueror. I gave this illustration before. The, the prize fighter, the boxer, goes in the ring, and, and he boxes 12 rounds. He boxes, and, he, and you know, he's hurt, but he wins, and he gets the check. And then he goes home and gives it to his wife. Now, he's the conqueror, but his wife is more than the conqueror. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Jesus goes to the cross. He gets whipped. He gets crucified. He gets all this pain. He tastes death for each one of us. Then he gives it to us. Jesus is a conqueror, but we're more than conquerors. Is this helping anybody today? Are you hearing what I'm saying today? We're more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Put God first place. Put him first in every area of your life. Put him first in your relationships. Put him first in your finances. Put him first in your health. And you will see the greatness of God show up in your lives. Do you believe it today? Did you receive it today? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, we honor you this morning and we thank you for your mercies, for your goodness, and for your love. And Father, I thank you, Lord God, that we're moving forward in 2018. And I thank you for the precious people out here. I thank you for the precious people that are watching online. And I'm going to say this. God can turn something ugly into something beautiful. And if you, maybe you're in a place in your life where it's ugly. That's all you see. Listen, God can change that canvas in your life. And maybe you just need to make a commitment, a fresh commitment to God. And, and this is a way to do it. Just pray this prayer after me. And mean your heart. If, if you've never received Christ or you don't know if you died, you make it to heaven. Say this after me. And mean your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and as my Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me 
with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org 